Hilchas Edus Laws of Testimony, Chapter 12, continuing the conversation about people who are disqualified from being a witness. Hacha Aleph. Call Nifsel Bavader, anytime a person is disqualified from testifying because of bad behavior in the sense that he did a sin, which we learned yesterday, any sin which is liable for malchus, for lashes, or of course for capital punishment, that a person does makes him a wicked person, a sinner, which disqualifies him. If that's his disqualification, if two witnesses testify, that he did this and this sin. For example, he drank a cup of blood. Despite the fact that they did not warn him, in which case, or in like, he's not, he can't give him malchus, because remember, to give him lashes, you have to formally warn him. And he has to acknowledge the warning. Even though he, he's not going to be lashed, he's an apostle of he's still disqualified for testifying. So you don't have to actually be lashed and disqualified. You also have, all you have to do is do a sin, which theoretically could, be, uh, could get you lashes intentionally. When is this true? This is when the person did a sin, which is known by the Jewish people that he, it's, 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 they, know, they know it's a sin. Now, of course, if you warned him and he acknowledged the warning and, and he's liable for lashes, the uh, question is, will the court actually lash him? Maybe he'll escape, whatever it is, that he obviously did it intentionally. Over here, he wasn't warned. But it's known that it's a sin, and we, therefore, even though you can't lash him, even though he was observed, we assume he knew what he was doing and therefore he's, he's uh, not considered a kosher witness if he did something which is known among, known among the Jewish people to be a sin. For example, he swore in God's name falsely or the shove or for, or, for, or for a useless purpose. For example, he swore the sky is blue, right? Or he stole, he robbed, excuse me, a gun of every stolen secret. Those are also sins which could disqualify a person that all Jews know are not, not allowed. But if he ate non-kosher meat, these are all things every Jew, common Jew, even the you know common Jews who are not scholars, know that they're forbidden. If, however, the witnesses see him do a sin, which is likely that he did it unintentionally and without knowing, they have to first warn him it's a sin. And then afterwards he will be disqualified. But if they don't warn him, we can give him the benefit of the doubt. For example. What's an example of a sin that many people do they just don't know? We saw him tying a knot or untying a knot on Shabbos. Now, we know he knows it's Shabbos. Right? You're a guest at his house. You see him make Kiddush, right? But then you see him go and tie a, a, a proper double knot, a, pro, a proper knot, which is a biblical prohibition, or untouched a knot. You first must tell him that this is a violation of Shabbos. Because a lot of people don't know this. Many people, most people, in fact, the word Rav means most. Majority of Jews, majority of Jews don't know this apparently. It's in the times of the Rambam. It wasn't a known thing. Similarly, if you see him doing a malacha, like plowing his field on Shabbos or Yontif, you have to tell him it's Shabbos. Perhaps he forgot. So the previous example, we said with tying the knot, we have to say he knew it was Shabbos. Otherwise, otherwise you got to do both. But the point is, even if you know for sure it's Shabbos, you're at his house, you saw him make Kiddush, and he ties a knot, we can presume that he didn't know he now had tie a knot on Shabbos. However, when it comes to other things that, that most people know, that's a, um, something everyone knows you can't do on Shabbos, plowing a field, right? So then we can't give the benefit of the doubt. He didn't know it's not allowed. The benefit of the doubt is maybe he forgot a Shabbos. Then you have to warn him. And once you warn him, again, you have to, at that point, it's no longer a way of giving a benefit of doubt. Yeah. Parakeet base. Okay. Hello. Similarly, the Hi, how are you? Yeah. Someone who constantly is 
um, gambling, right? So when someone's gambling on a regular basis, we learned in previous parak, if you remember. Okay, we can talk tomorrow. So or, or later tonight. Yeah. Later tonight. Yeah. So whatever. Please, thank you. Bye. We're just okay. Yeah. So um, uh, right. The Rebbe says, by the way, that that Yibushim was so involved in learning that nothing else was part of his life. For us, it's the half hour we learn. There's no phone. There's no, no tablet. Yeah. Okay. Remember, previous program we learned. One of the things that disqualifies a person, I don't recall if we learned this paragraph together. It was Purim's paragraph. We didn't learn this. One of the things that disqualifies, or Shushan Purim, one of the things that disqualifies a person testifying is gambling. A person who's a regular gambler and does not have another occupation, even though technically speaking there's no biblical prohibition, that's because you're like somebody who's shady and who may take a bribe. So someone who gambles regularly. So somebody who becomes a, a tax collector. We learned also that one of the things that's a class person is if you buy from the king the rights to collect the taxes, the usual practice was you set your own rate. You usually took a lot more than you were allowed to. Right? The understanding is you give the king an upfront $100,000 and you collect taxes from your neighbor which is $100,000. But these people would take a lot more. Or if you're just collecting on behalf of the king from every person regularly. You don't pay up front. But you take much more for yourself. And again, these are people who took more for themselves. So these are all things that we learned that disqualify a person being a witness. The Alan tells us over here that this that we learned in the previous chapters that a person who does this is disqualified. A professional poker player, yeah? He's disqualified from being a witness. You must first tell him, you know, if you keep this up, you're going to be disqualified for a witness. And he still does it, then he's disqualified. But if he, doesn't, if he wasn't warned, he's not disqualified. Most people don't know these are prohibited. And don't know that these things disqualify you from being a witness. The thing applies in all scenarios. Here's the bottom line. Anything which, any sin a person does, which it seems to the witnesses, that the person who did it know he's acting wickedly, intentionally, Despite the fact they didn't warn him, in which case he uh, is not going to get Malchus, not going to be lashed. And maybe he didn't know. But the fact is, if it's a known thing that all Jews know you can't do, like drinking blood or eating non kosher food or stealing, how he's a postle despite the fact that he's not Chayev Malchus or lashes because he was not warned, he's still disqualified from being of aid. Okay, base. Ain Adam, this the truth is we said we said the whole entire time that even though he's not he's not going to actually get Malchus since the Avera is one which is liable for Malchus he's possibly able to this truth is if he gets Malchus we'll learn that it actually may may reinstate him as but, but in any event all right base Ain Adam a person does not become disqualified for doing a sin based on his own admission it's only if two other people come and convict him Ketzad. For example, a guy walks into Bezin, he says, I hereby want to make a confession. I'm turning myself in, as we say, right? I was the one who stole this thing from so-and-so or robbed or robbed the bank. I lent in interest, right? He comes and he confesses. Despite the fact that he has the confessions to pay the money he confesses, and if so, it doesn't disqualify him in terms of being possible for We believe he stole and we forced him to pay. At that point. But we don't disqualify him as a Ghana from testifying. Because the person is not believed to incriminate himself. He's not disqualified to be a witness. Right. Similarly, it's not a monetary issue. It's not a confession in terms of, in terms of uh, money. But he says, he walks to Bezin. He says, you know, uh, you know the Bezin, someone asks him to testify. He comes to Bezin. He says, I just want you to know that uh, when no one's looking, I go to McDonald's. Right? Or 
uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's, he has, has forbidden relations. But there's no witnesses. And if so, again, that doesn't disqualify him. Unless there are two witnesses. A person does not have the right to, to, to disqualify himself and make himself wicked. Because a person does not believe to testify about relatives. The closest relative is yourself. So whether for good or for bad, a person can't testify about himself. It, it says elsewhere that I'm, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if the Ramam holds this, but there are more, I think, or others say that even, even so, a person who confesses to this type of thing shouldn't ideally be, be, be chosen as a witness. But in any event, the fact is he's not disqualified. The fear, therefore, because a person is not believed to disqualify himself. So, so if he does that kind of sin, he's not disqualified? Correct. If, How, if he has a relation... No, no, no he is disqualified if two witnesses conf- convict him. No, but, but if he, he comes he, in he, on confession, he, right. The point over here is that a person cannot disqualify himself on his own confession. Exactly. Fiqh, therefore. An interesting scenario. Ruvain shehayed love Shimon shehayed If Ruvain says this guy Shimon's a no good because Shimon lends money on interest and therefore he's trying to make Shimon disqualified as a witness. And Levi comes and says and I'm the one he lent to. I borrowed on interest and perhaps even paid back the money. So had a Ruvain nifsel Shimon Levi. Ruvain becomes disqualified to be a witness because there are two witnesses testifying about him as somebody who transgresses the prohibition of lending on interest, namely Shimon and Levi. Even though Levi said something that incriminates himself by saying, I borrowed from Ruvain, excuse me, from Shimon, from, from Ruvain, yeah, from Ruvain on interest. Levi is not believed to, to incriminate himself as somebody who borrowed on interest, even though that would also seemingly disqualify a person from being a witness. He's believed insofar as the statement of saying that Ruvain lent money on interest. But the second half that he lent the money to me, that he's not believed because the person cannot incriminate himself. This is the concept of we divide the statement, right? Someone who says, that so-and-so had relations with him. And we're talking about a case where... Uh, yeah, so we're talking about a case where the person who's saying that he was... He was, uh, he was, he was uh, had to be in relations with somebody is... Oh, it's a man, right. Therefore, because a woman is not going to have relations... Uh, she would testify anyways. A man is saying that this other man had relations with me. Whether the person making the statement accusing the other person is saying he was a willing participant or a forced participant. The din is, is that... This is actually interesting. This is not a really halach in terms of the edus. It's a halach in terms of... the But basically, the person who's accusing his rapist, if you will, right? Or his you know, willing partner... And somebody else also says the same story. They're both two people who are accusing this person of a sin which is possible punishable by death, and the person can be executed. And in the event there was no warning, he can't be executed, but he could be disqualified from testifying in court. Even though the person who's saying I was a participant may be saying I was a willing participant, and therefore is disqualifying himself, that part we don't accept. We don't accept his statement to disqualify himself. We accept his statement so far as disqualifying the other person he's saying was involved. Plenty of all issues. Similarly, a person is not believed to testify about his relatives. A person is not believed to testify about his wife. So a guy says, plenty of all issues. This person was together with my wife. He, and, 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 oh, and there's a second witness. So two people are saying, so-and-so had relations with, with this wife. One of the witnesses is the wife of the accused, of the woman, that is. The husband of the woman, right? So the husband of the woman and another random individual say that this person was with my wife. So they're saying he committed a sin which is transgressible by capital punishment, right? They can 
combined to, to, to uh, they're both their testimonies combined to be two witnesses against the person to execute him. If there's a te- if there's warning, if there's no warning, then just to disqualify him as a witness, but not to kill his wife. Even though the same two witnesses are saying that this person was with the wife, one of the witnesses is the husband of the wife, and therefore that element of the testimony is disregarded. What would per- the wife? What? Why would because she, because we're saying she was a willing participant. That's why. Oh. If she was forced, true, it wouldn't be relevant. The Chenkoitz possess similarly all these scenarios. Plenty of other in case of fear. So and so had relations with my ox. Now, having relations with an animal, bestiality is also a capital punishment. He and the other person are two witnesses who are believed to say that this person did a, a deed which is punished by Misa. Again, to kill him. And if there's, no, if there's no warning, then just to disqualify him as witnesses. And also to kill the ox. I it's his ox. He's a party of interest. She ain't let him carve out some money. You don't say a person's a relative to his money. Property. And therefore, the Ruvain's and Shimon are both saying that Chaim Yankel had relations with Ruvain's ox. Ruvain and Shimon are believed to have Chaim Yankel executed and have the ox stoned. Remember, we learned that the ox is killed as well. Not because the ox did anything wrong, but because it's shameful for the human being to know that there's an animal that could with Willem, right? There's an animal that people say, oh, this is the one that the, the so-and-so uh, uh, fell through with. Okay, Gimel. That's the understanding of the Gimel. <coughs> good. So I'm start from the Hargoy. <laughs> could mean the ox, or, or it could mean the ox, or, or it could also mean the person. Okay, good. Gimel. So two people testify that somebody did such... Okay, so now we know what makes you disqualified. But how do you... How do you how do you clear your name? How do you get, how do you get back and back? How do you requalify yourself? Two people who testify that somebody did something a sin, which is, therefore he's uh, liable. And he's chayiv to Malchus, and therefore he's disqualified to be an eight. And two other people come and they say that he did shuva. Now, how do they know he did shuva? You don't know what someone's thinking. Well, learn what's the criteria. Back upon them, they're testifying that they, they, they legitimately he did shuva v'chazah, but he retracted his bad behavior. Oi, alternatively, Shalaka, he was he was actually lashed. Not only did he do something which you're high of Malchus, he was actually lashed. There were two witnesses. They warned him. He said, I don't care. I'll do it anyways. And then he went and got Malchus. That's considered tshuva. Rezekasha, the assumption is, is now they're, they're, they are, they are, uh, they did tshuva. They are kosher again to testify. And the assumption is when a Jewish person is, gets Malchus, then he, his Yetzirah is broken. He regrets his actions. And he now, he can be a witness. He can be a witness. If, after you give him Malchus, he says, you guys are a bunch of criminals, I'm going to report you to the child abuse, or whatever it is, and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to go back now, right now, even another piece of hail just a spite, could be he's not kosher, but the assumption is, is, is even though we didn't see him do tshuva, once you have Malchus, that's considered tshuva, a pashtus. Otherwise, if they, they didn't actually give him Malchus, because it was not Hasra, for example, then they would have to kind of demonstrate uh, uh, active tshuva, as we'll see. How if two other Edom come and they say, Two witnesses say that uh, he did the sin. Two other witnesses say he's repented. He's kosher. Two witnesses say he did the sin. Two witnesses say it's not true. He never did that sin. Never happened. So then, he never became possible in the first place. He raised a suffolk possible. It's a suffolk. It's two against two. In the case where it's two witnesses say he ate forbidden fats, and two other people say he did tshuva, the two witnesses are not contradiction. They're not saying he didn't eat the fat. We're just saying he did tshuva for that. 
So he's kosher again. But when it's two against two, two are saying he ate it, and two people saying it never, never happened, now it's a, it's a clash. So therefore it's a suffix, it's a doubt if he's qualified or disqualified. Because it's a doubt, don't let him testify. We would not let his testimony extract money because I can't take money away from you if it's a doubt if you owe me. And we don't know for sure if you owe me. The witnesses are a doubt. But nor should he be a judge in any matters because again, a person who's disqualified to be a witness cannot be a judge either. And, and these are... a, a a doubt if they're disqualified, until we know with certainty he did tshuva. Or, of course, if we know with certainty he never did in the first place. Right? But, 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 but once we have certainty he did tshuva, then even if he did do it, if he did whatever tshuva is required, if he did do it, then we know for sure he's good. Okay, good. Doubt. Call me Shizchayev Malkus, a person who is chayev to be lashed, whether he did tshuva, meaning we're in a situation where he, he didn't actually get Malkus, Right? Bein shalaka, that's Bein Yisim Girsa. Again, call me Shish Chayav Malkus. Again, sorry, again, it's a valid. Call me Shish Chayav Malkus. Oh, so anyway, Shish Malkus, once he gets Malkus, he goes back to his, okay, so according to this Girsa over here, there's different Girsa's here. Okay, so according to this Girsa over here is, whoever is Chayav Malkus, according to this Girsa, it's either or. Whether you did Shuva, or you got Malkus, it, but, that, but that would refer to a case where he did Beish also tshuva, meaning he did not actually get Malchus, therefore he has to do, he has to demonstrate his tshuva. Beish lakav bezer, he got Malchus in actuality, in which case by definition he's considered to have done tshuva. Chaz like he's going back to be a cheskus kashus and he's kosher leedus. The kesef mish likes this gear so better apparently. Avol shabs leedus. However, other types of people are disqualified not as a result of being doing a very high of Malchus. But other means, as we learned, for example, because of money that they force someone to give them, like they force someone to sell them a property, which is also not allowed by them. They pay for it. They still believe they rob somebody. Even though they paid for what they took, they cannot just get lashes. They have to do tshuva. It's not enough to give the money back. I give you a refund. I rob the bank, I bring the money back to the bank. That's not good enough. They are disqualified even though they gave it back until you know they return from their evil ways. When it comes to money, apparently, it comes to eating chalev, all right, you did tshuva, you got malchus, that's it, you're done. You did, or you did, you, uh, you did tshuva, whatever it is. Over here, it's necessary to actually demonstrate much more strongly uh, uh, regret and change of ways. And the Alderabah references this in Hechaz Tshuva, Peregalaf, yeah? On the second page over there. Hey, what exactly is um, with the tshuva of someone who lent ribis? What's an example? Person who lends on interest, right? To other yidin. What is a demonstration of tshuva? He changes ways. When they on their own, not because the best enforced them, that wouldn't be good enough. Right? On their own, they tear up the star. Which means that by tearing up the star, that, 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 that they wrote that, that says is that let's get $100 and he must pay back $110. The, the guy still owes $100. But he, he now, first of all, decides for committing to not take the rebus from the guy. He's taking this loan, which is a, a, a loan that's a beshtar, which is a much stronger proof of the guy hasn't paid you. And now it becomes a middle of pay. Right? If I lend you money and you say I paid you back already, you're believed. But if I have a star in my hand, if you have, if you if you pay me back, why do I have a star? By tearing your star, he puts himself in a predicament. 
And that's his chuba. The fact he does that. The Yachsu ben Chazar Gemurra, and he and he makes a genuine commitment. So Yavu Berivas, I feel like Besides for doing that, he also has to commit to not lending interest even to a guy, which is allowed. And according to Ram, in fact, actually perhaps even a mitzvah, and appropriate to do, because if you have the ability to have a legal way of taking money from a guy, you should do it. You can you can elevate it to a higher purpose. But this, for the purposes of training himself to not be involved in the Saveda, dafka to go far from it, not to lend to a good. Right? It's like a person who's initial by going to McDonald's, right? So it's not enough that he makes a promise not to eat cheeseburgers anymore. <coughs> can't go to McDonald's to buy a Coke even, yeah? That, that's the truth. All right, Vav. So you can't let, lend money to a right, that's the interest. This no. individual, does, uh, 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 by him choosing not to, committing to not do that, that's his truth. He doesn't have to do that. He could keep lending to Goyim and become a person who just never again has a right to testify. But this is his tshuva. Vav. He moves away from the... Right, right. The people who are uh, dice throwers, gamblers, right? When do they do tshuva? What is their tshuva? They break their... They break their... Um, they're dice, right? Uh, they, t- they take the thing that, uh, that they gamble with, they break it. Yeah, that's what he says over there. And they promise not to do it again and not to play poker even for free, right? They play dreidel for money, that's the truth. He's not going to play dreidel anyway even for peanuts, right? If it's a gambling thing. The pigeon flyers, what they would do is the pigeon flyers, people would have their pigeons that would fly. And they would either fight each other, like cockfighting, I think, or I think over here the vert was they would have the pigeons fly and they'd have the pigeons go to other other people's you know domesticated mm-hmm. pigeon farms and bring the pigeon back. Right? It was like a way of stealing. The the kalim they used to, to 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 catch the pigeons, they smash them. The and Yasu, they make a chuva that they're not going to do it even in the place in the midbar where the, where, where the pigeons that they're going to bring back are wild pigeons. Alpha became they're not going to do it. That is. That is um, their tshuva. And the question is, do they also have to give back the money or the, or the actual pigeon they stole in the past? The answer is, yeah, I'm just going to say it though. All right. We learned that one of the ways that person can become possible to testify is if he, the whole year, all six years of the Shemitah cycle, he doesn't have a job. He lives off welfare. He lives in Koyla, right? He lives off the sandwiches they donate. Come, come, right? come Shemitah, he suddenly became a, a, a fruit store, a vegetable store. He's obviously doing business with Shemitah. Now that is not allowed. That person doesn't become as possible to because... You know, that's not, that's not really a law of Malchus, but such a person we suspect of taking a bribe. So when does he reinstate his reputation? He has to wait till next Shemitah comes. And he has to let people, uh, you know, inspect his, uh, inspect, you know, it's, uh, uh, let himself be investigated, right? That he's not doing it. It's not enough that he, that he, just, that he says, I promise not to do it anymore. He has to write, I'm not sure where he, where he Puts this writing on the wall somewhere in the, in the big shul, but I need plenty and plenty. I so and so, I collected, for example, 200 zoos of Shemitah produce, and I'm giving that money as tzedakah, do my tshuva. So um, he has to write it, and I guess I guess put it in some kind of public place, I assume. And uh, and that is his uh, his teshuva. So, um, so the question here is... Hey, you're too loud. They're up, upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. upstairs. They're upstairs. Yeah. yeah. So that is his tshuva. Um, okay, so he has, to, he has to verbally commit not to do it anymore and kind of the public declare this again because these are all monetary yitzharas. 
it's a, it's a, the person has to make a much stronger declaration, demonstration of his regret. So for this guy, the fact he's not going to collect parashviyas anymore, like what's what's the big deal? So he didn't have, he's not doing it. What's like what's the equivalent for him of not even lending to a guy? So he has to make a public declaration on writing, and he has to give them that, the money back, the, the same value to Tzedakah. All right, that's. When a person who, the word Mela means benefit, but the point is that he, he, he makes a false Shavuah. And the Ramam actually said before that a person who's disqualified from testifying if he makes a false Shavuah or a useless Shavuah. But the point is he makes it. Yeah. He's suspected of testifying falsely. If he stammers, if he stammers, is like a person who swears. I swear my name is. I swear my name is so and so. I swear the sky is blue. I swear today is Sunday. That's like a useless shul. He's possible edus, but that's not a monetary iser. So then, lecher, once he makes a public declaration, he's not going to do it anymore. Lecher is kashle edus. This is a guy who made a false shavua to get out of paying money he owed. When does he become kashle edus? That's the question, right? Because the bezdin, say he comes to a bezdin, and they don't know who he is. The other the bezdin who knows where he is, where he made the false shavua. He said, "I never borrowed the money." When there was even though there was one edus that he did, and he uh, and he made a false shavua. They'll never let him swear anyways. He comes to another bezdin, and again somebody accuses him of owing money with one aid, and they don't know him, and, and, if, and they'll tell him, make the shavua yipater. He says on his own confession, no, I'm not allowed to make a shavua. I'm, I'm, I'm suspect I've done it before, I swore falsely, therefore I'm not allowed to do that, and therefore I have to, I have to pay. Oh, Yitzchayosh, um, no, sorry, that, that, that's, uh, the first example is where, um, he goes to a. Pl- he, he gives the money back. That, that's the second example where it says, He becomes Chayav Shvuna Bezdin. They don't know him. Let's say a one aide says he owes money, and the Bezdin will make him, let him make a Shvua. For a significant amount, I don't know how much that is, but whatever it is, is a large, large uh, 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 you know, significant amount. He chooses. Oh, yeah, so same idea. The first case is where he says, he, he confesses and he says, I'm not allowed to make the Shvua. And therefore, oh, therefore the other person, the lender, now has the option of, he says, I'm chashid. Therefore now the halach is, is that the person who is suing him has the option of making the shvu and collecting. Or, he simply says, or alternatively when they say, make the sh- you know, there's one aid against you, you have to make a shvu, you have to pay. He says, I'm not going to swear, I could swear, I don't want to. So either way, those are considered you know, demonstrations of regret and willing to lose money rather than swear falsely. So again, the first case is where he says, I, I can't swear, I'm, I'm suspect of a false shavua, therefore the plaintiff, the ball is in his court, but he has to swear and take money from me. Or he says, I could swear, I choose not to, I'd rather pay. Okay, either way, if he wanted to swear, he could have, and he chooses not to. Therefore, that's considered a, a tshuva. A butcher who would check the cows himself and check to make sure the lungs are kosher, he would sell it, and he would check his own knife, he would check the lungs, and he would sell it, which uh, today I think you can't do that, right? Today they make you have two different people. The sheikh and the baidik have to be two different people. You don't let the guy, you know, they, and, uh, even, even the knife, the sheikh has to be willing to show it to whoever wants to see it to make sure it's kosher, yeah? But the lungs for sure, some of those checks. And then we see that meat that he said was really kosher, is really such a person is considered, we assume he also eats treif meat himself, which therefore makes him possible to eat those, even though there's no witnesses. We have the right to assume he ate treif, as if there are witnesses and therefore make him possible to eat those. He is possible to eat those for doing this. 
until we find from his deed actions that he regrets his evil. Now, mind you, from the Kesavishan, it seems out, it seems that, let's say he didn't sell it. Stam, I'm your neighbor. You have to make a barbecue. I'll do you a favor. I'm a sheikh. I sheikhed it. I tell you it's a good shechita. Turns out we proved I was lying. I didn't make any money. Why would I do that? I don't know. But even that, I'm, I'm puzzled for, I'm puzzled because if I would if I would give you trade me for no reason, I'll I'll eat trade myself a chamar al-Islam. Therefore I'm possible Aidus. But at that point I didn't make any money off it. So doing a tshuva is not as extensive. As long as I make a public confession, I promise not to do anymore, that's enough. Over here the guy sold and made money. So Stamas is saying, yeah, I'm a bad boy, I won't do it anymore, that's not enough. Therefore he has to actually go and do this deeds that demonstrates regret. So, so he has to go and, 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 and demonstrate regret. Who dressed in black clothing, which is a way of like saying he's no good. And, and um, cover himself with black. He goes somewhere nobody knows him. And demonstrate he's not money hungry anymore by returning a very significant amount of money that, that was someone lost. Where again, he shakes over there and he says it's straight and therefore he has to sell, sell off for the Goyim for you know, 10, 10% of the price. Again, losing a large amount of money. How much it is, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's more than a pruta, obviously. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, we learned the concept of Edzim, right? When two witnesses testify about something at this day and this time, this place, so and so happened, and two other witnesses come and they say, it's not true, you couldn't have been there and seen that because you were with us elsewhere at the same time. The rigid, so those, those two guys are now called Imzim, and they're disqualified from testifying. They go somewhere, so how do they become kosher again? They go to a place nobody knows them. And someone hires them. Offers them money. It's not enough that they. It's not enough that they return a thousand dollars they found in the street. They have to be offered. They have to wait till somebody comes along and offers them money to testify falsely. Valerat and they decline. That's the now reinstated to their legitimate testimony. In all situations, why is it not enough for an Zayn to just return a wallet with a thousand dollars inside of it? The guy who guy who sold trade meat, he returns an expensive watch. He's kosher leedus. The Eidzim not apparently because they testified the Shekher, It's much more of a serious breach of the of the institution of testimony. So they're not believed unless that exact same scenario comes up again. That someone offers them money <coughs> to testify the Shekher, and they decline the money. Okay. <laughs>